when, when you say be of service, I know like some people have a tactic where they can provide options, right? They can provide options that truly do help. And yep. then one of the options obviously is going to be maybe for us to buy the house. Yep. If we buy it, there has to be some kind the number has to be right. Yep. Maybe a certain discount or whatever the case may be. Yeah. Um, what are some of the other options that might help these people? So some other options I always say depends on your situation, right? Depends if you owe a ton of money on the house, is there room for even you to walk away with something? Um, but some other options, the biggest thing that really appeals to them is our ability to be able to close on a house and give them enough time to transition out. Mm. And obviously we buy and sell. I mean, we're buying and selling over 40 homes a month. So we had a lot of inventory that which we, which we can help people either transition to or set them up with some buyer's agents that we have that's going to help them get set up in a new place. So we really put an emphasis on their transition out of the current situation, right? Mm, okay. um, some people's goals were just to cash out and just be out of closing, right? Others people's goals were to say, hey, I need a couple of days. Um, another option we did was a buyback where we'd go head off, pay off the loan completely, let them stay in the house. And we obviously we'd buy it back at a profit. Granted, they would work with our preferred lender. We'd work at ways to get them approved, whether it's co-signing, whatever it might be, okay. and then buy the back or buy back the house for a profit. Mm. Um, and every three, six, and nine months, that price would increase. Okay. So is so you said, you know, they they really take pride or they're really excited about the the options that you have that mm -hmm. gives them time. Yeah. So are post occupancies coming up a lot in the scenarios that you work with? Um, yes, just because a lot of what we go after most of the time with these distressed properties, you know, tax liens, pre foreclosures, mm -hmm. it's right on top of you know, the hour. So more often than not, they're going to need time. Mm -hmm. I would say probably out of, let's say out of the 10 deals we do that are similar to those types, probably about eight or nine are going to need to post occupancies. Mm. Wow. Yeah. A That's lot all, of them are wow. able to get out right away. Is that a, is that a nature of just like you don't, uh, get a hold of them till it's too late in the process. And so there's like two weeks, say, okay. until auction date. A and little bit of both, but it's more so these people are in this situation to begin with due to, you know, hardships that they're going through. So they might not have the financial capacity to be out at closing. Right, right? A lot of them right. come across the uh, current objection all the time. It's like, hey, I don't have the money to move or I have nowhere right, to go. I need that right. money to move. So we do. A, and post to mind you, it could be couple days it could be a mm -hmm. couple weeks but we mm -hmm. stick like two or two two to four weeks yeah so no that's awesome and and uh what's also interesting is yellowbird is actually funding a deal for us <clears throat> that is a pre-foreclosure yes. that has an auction date in two weeks and nice. we are also doing a postdoc on that so mm. true in so your case true in ours is yeah. true and we've personally verified that yeah. yes well, yes I'm glad, I'm glad. cheers that's to awesome. that no cheers, <laughs> cheers fellas yes yeah. So, wow. So, I mean, you truly have to be a problem solver because you're talking about a lot of moving parts. You're talking yeah. about post occupancies, the options for buybacks, which that's a ninja trick. I, I don't yeah. think we've ever done anything like that. And then um, you're helping your your current inventory. So yeah. if they need to move into a place, you might have an option for that. Yep, absolutely. How, how often does that come up? Honestly, it comes up, but more often than not, people moving into something are super picky um, and Granted, what we have might not match what they're looking for. Mm -hmm. But like I said, we have some a buyer's agent or um, now that we have our brokerage, obviously we have a buyer's agent that's going to help them transition into that. Mm -hmm. Even if it's not our property, it doesn't happen too often. Mm -hmm. um, I don't even, I think it might, might have happened maybe once or twice. Okay. Now, okay. So it's not a lot. Yeah. 
But you know what? Even as an option to talk about, yeah. I think is really attractive. It puts yeah. you, it puts you in a good position. Right. Right. Yeah. yeah. It builds credibility. It's like, hey, I have houses sitting around. Yeah. Right. It's like, well, then this guy clearly can yep. can buy the house if he's just got vacant houses. And it has to make sense too, obviously, right? right? The numbers. If we you know, we you know we can buy our house for X and turn around and put her put him or her in a nice in a nice house, one of the house that we have, mm-hmm. and it can make sense that transition. Mm-hmm. Now we can tell them, hey, you don't have to compete with people on the MLS. Right. You don't have to go out and bid at a time. Right, right now it's a little different, but before mm-hmm. it's you don't have to compete with all these people. Right. We have mm-hmm. this four week right. transition you smoothly out of there. Mm-hmm. So when they hear that, they're like, oh wow, okay, talk to me more. So now that really does separate us uh, from a few of the other people that have you know come with the same approach sometimes. Right. So I think you touched on something interesting there because myself included and probably a lot of people in at least in the Jacksonville market, they know you guys as home buyers. Yep. So you just said um, you guys have a brokerage now. That is how recent is that? So this is probably March that it finally got uh, solidified. Mm. If you go to our office, you'll see Patrick Flynn, real estate broker. It's legit. Mm. (laughs) Um, Yeah. So I was going to say, our team is watching shout out to Liana. She's really helped kind of get the brokerage up and running. I know Jana has been a tremendous help as well. Mm-hmm. Um, so really the team has done a really good job of putting everything kind of together um, and getting that thing running. And that's mm-hmm. been super, super mm-hmm. helpful. Um, and it helps with the credibility piece of things. Right. Too. Right. I was saying, I know you mentioned Yellowbird home buyers. Now we call ourselves Yellowbird Real Estate. Mm. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So we're oh, all okay. Generalized. Yeah, okay. I'm I'm stuck in the past. I didn't realize, you know, things evolve. They move on. I, I gotta get up with the Joneses. You know what I mean? <laughs> it's it's so awesome because I remember I, I worked with Jana in I think as early as 2018, 2019. Yeah. She used to. So uh, I met with Pat and I was like, "Hey, who do we use for an agent?" He's like, "Oh, you got to use Jana." Yeah. Jana wasn't even a part of Yellowbird at that time. Yeah, yeah. And she was a killer agent. She was like, crushing it. Yep. And then, and then she transitioned out of that. And now it's just, it's cool to see it all come full circle, right? Yeah. Now it's, yeah. Everybody's it's awesome back because and... she she started off listing a few of the houses off the flips, was crushing it there. Um, and she had a bunch of other investor clients as well. So she knew her shit really well. Mm, yeah. um, and then she moved into kind of an acquisition role and just wow. naturally started crushing mm-hmm. it. Um, she has a really great personality for it. And now you have kind of, you know, you have me, the male, and I know this day and age, but you have a male and a female. And it's just really good to have a, a female out there that's just crushing it. Mm. Um, and she's just done really well. Oh, so she's incredible. Yeah, I was going to say, and then fast forward to today, we have, you know, a bunch of guys, girls, a good mix of people, mm-hmm. and they're all doing really well. Mm-hmm. Our agents, when it comes to acquisitions, listings, mm-hmm. buyings, everything. So mm-hmm. it's been a cool transition to see. Okay. So I know when I introduced you, I said senior agent at yep. Yellowbird Real Estate. I did say that. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, you did 88 deals last year, almost yep. 90 deals. Mm-hmm. Um, but if you can give everyone a, an idea of, of your role in its entirety, I know you do a, a good handful of different things. You've been with them for a good while now. Yeah. Um, I would say we're still trying to figure that out. <laughs> like, hey, that, that'll title, never end. Like yeah. a good, good title. But it's, I think the, the bigger, the bigger answer to that is just how can I bring value to not just myself within an organization of the company, but the people around me too. Um, like I was telling you guys a little before this, like I don't really get too excited about going out to appointments and locking up deals like I once did. Mm-hmm. Uh, now my reward has been like what I feel, what really makes me warm inside, makes me feel good is helping people in Peapod. And before doing this, I used to say, oh, I'm not going to, that's not going to benefit me. Or, you know, I was selfish. I would say that. I was like, that's not going to benefit me. I, I, 
I don't see that working out for me. Like mm. I can't see myself getting excited about helping other people. And then I did it, gave it a shot and it actually had the opposite effect. Um, so seeing people in the office, just crushing it, being able to help them on sales negotiations, sales trainings. We do a lot of role plays telling them what I say on some appointments and they come back to me and say, Hey, I tried this instead. I think it's better than mm -hmm. what you sound like. Dude, mm -hmm. I'm going to use that. Mm -hmm. So like just being open-minded with everybody and just kind of, it's a lot of business development, right. With Peapod and kind of bringing revenue that way. Um, and then also, a little bit of leadership when it comes to leading the team with sales and uh, just being a resource for all the sales agents there. Okay. Cause if you come into our organization as a sales agent, uh, the goal for your first year is to make six figures. And if you're not, that's our fault, right? We take extreme accountability in that we hold people accountable and it's just kind of being that more like support person when no one's looking right. It's just, I'm, I'm there. Say, so, Hey, how'd your day go? What are you struggling with? Is everything else all good. So, those are just some things that I do. Um, like I said, we haven't had a title for that yet, but I'm, <laughs> I'm never too big on the title stuff. I know as long as I'm doing what's what's right and I'm doing my shit at the end of the day and getting things done, everything else will play, at, play out the way it should. Okay. So it seems like, say, I mean, because you're one of the, the first, maybe I'm wrong about this, but one of the first team members or maybe one of the first sales individuals yeah, from an acquisition standpoint. Yep. Yep. And um, do you, I don't know if we can call it a manager, but you have some kind of higher level kind of point of view from everyone else's perspective, management, anything along those lines? Yeah. Um, from our perspective, uh, they, they do lean on me and Jana quite a bit because okay. Jana has a lot of experience in that sense. So they lean on us a lot. Okay. Excuse me. <clears throat> when it comes to, hey, what do I do with this or a retail side of things? I'll go to Jana for some stuff or a home buying negotiation thing, what numbers, how to analyze deals in that sense. Mm -hmm. um, they'll lean on me for it. So it's like they kind of bounce back between the two. Um, so it's not really, I don't know. So it changes a lot too. Mm -hmm. Of know? course. Relative yeah. to the niche. Yeah. So mm -hmm. can you give us a couple of examples of some things that have recently changed? In terms of... Because we're changing every day also. Yeah. In terms <laughs> I mean, of internally, like... In, in uh, and it may be a process or the way that you handle a deal or is this a competition maybe, maybe a, 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 a system <laughs> I a, CRM, more. a phone yeah. system anything that recently comes to mind um what we've been implementing you guys even have a book club too so we, yes. can, we can talk about yeah we'll, we'll get into that too um the culture piece of it is shout out i mean sh shout out to pat he's when we had even just 10 people all these things that you're hearing about now like book club alignment sheets rocks he was doing that from day one because mm -hmm. he knew he saw the vision and where we would be. Mm -hmm. um, and it's funny, like when it first happened, we we're just kind of like, oh, OK, like another meeting, like L10 meetings. And there was, oh, another this, another that. But once a couple months go by, you really start to see you start to bear the fruits of the things being implemented. It's like yeah. you look back and you're like, wow, <clears throat> I'm glad that that was implemented. Um, That's awesome. So internally, what we've changed, though, is uh, we've been using Salesforce and mm. we recently brought on um, Megan, she's um, she's helping out Pat with the systems and getting everything kind of fresh because before it was just a cluster, a cluster of just each agent having their own thing. So she's kind of hit the ground running with that. Um, that they're doing awesome. a really good job of organizing and prioritizing our top our top leads that we need to be talking to on a daily basis. Very cool. So those are some things instead of before it was just, hey, you have 
a total of 190 leads, you have a short-term follow-up, long-term follow-up, and that's the only way they were broken down. Mm -hmm. So what we broke down is kind of your top 25 touches is, mm -hmm. okay, who are the 25 leads that you are talking to on a daily basis, weekly basis, to make sure that there's some sort of progress being made. Yep. And it shows up on the dashboard. Megan's done a good job of kind of implementing that. I know the team's been working on that. So that's something that's system-wise, system it's been working out pretty well. Okay. So are you guys building out your own build inside of Salesforce or are you using like left main or so was left something main. that's pre-built yeah. okay. left main. Um, that's what we were using, but I know that now with Megan's experience and being able to lean on, she's been using Salesforce quite a bit. Um, she's been kind of taking up, she's been soaking in a lot of what we're doing so she could see how we can best optimize it. And mm -hmm. I know she's working with Pat to figure out, okay, how can these agents use this to the best of their abilities? It's a lot of trial and error for sure. Yep, yep, yep. <laughs> um, mm -hmm. But we're working towards it. And I think the vision there is just to, to have all the agents make the most amount of money as possible. So how do we do that? We get them talking to the most amount of people as possible. And how do we do that? Make sure they're not spending too much time in the CRM. Make it super easy to get in and out of. And that's it. Mm -hmm. So that's yep, kind yep. of our goal there. Mm. Um, that's oh. changed. And it's we're already seeing a lot of a big difference for sure. Mm. Awesome, mm -hmm. man. Awesome. Yeah, we've been using Podio for, for years. I remember that, yeah. uh, We're actually in the middle of a transition into Salesforce yeah, with, right with LeftMain. Nice. <laughs> yeah, yes. it's like a ton of uh, what they have already in their system is very similar to the way that our Podio is built yeah. out. So that's pretty cool. Um, there's new features that they have that we don't really use that we might try some of them. A bunch of them we're going to do away with. And then there's a lot of what we've built that's tailored specific to our processes okay. that we have to add to their system. Nice. Um, They're really so, good with the Salesforce as far as reports, being able to export is, mm -hmm. it is more catered metrics. towards yours. It's, it's awesome. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. We were using HubSpot before. So that was going to be my question. HubSpot, user friendly, okay. user friendly for sure. Um, but it wasn't the best as far as reports and the the usability with what we were doing mm. what we were trying to make our end goal be so mm. salesforce has been night and day difference for sure that's awesome and you're still things. in the middle of that yeah i wouldn't even say it's completely finalized mm -hmm. um but it's there's a lot of growing pains of course but yep, it's yep, yep. it's good uh, i would say I'm, I'm glad we made that switch it's funny mm. you asked me jane i was like god oh, sucks <laughs> <laughs> But with anything, right? Any change you do in yeah. the beginning, you're going to be like, ah, and then mm -hmm. you get custom, you figure out how to use it. And then pff, it's hilarious because we started this um, integration, not integration, but transition. We didn't really start the transition, but we started building it out probably three weeks ago. Okay. So we're probably about 30 days out. I think, yeah. well, no less. I think our target date is October 1st okay. for rollout. Yeah. And, uh, you know, part of, you know, getting these guys ready for it is really bracing them for a system change it's and, a and i tell them like yeah like we're going to change it yep the system is going to make our lives better yeah. it's going to make everything easier but i know for a fact as soon as we change it everyone's going to hate it especially for the first couple of days yeah mm -hmm. hopefully after two or three weeks you guys start seeing the light at the end of the tunnel the way i look at that too is like any any new application you use on your phone, any software that you're going to repetitively use. I remember using Instagram for the first time when I was in high school. I was like, this thing sucks. And then I gave it two weeks and I was like, no, I can't get off of it. So it's like anything new that's introduced, mm -hmm. not, it's human nature to kind of push back Yep. Uh, if it's not your idea. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and then mm -hmm. you'll, you'll grow accustomed to it, give it a chance and you realize it's actually a lot better. So that's awesome that you guys are using it. Yep, yep, yep. So with all this being said, we're talking about all the deals that you've done last year. 
um, your role inside of Yellowbird Realty, real, Realty Real Estate? Realty Real Estate, home buyers, all of it. We're all of it. Okay. <laughs> that, are all those trademarked? Um, uh, it will be now. Oh, I'm not a vibe. Have it's something really to say for awesome it. <laughs> to see you as a person advancing in the inside of your career and with one of the top companies, top real estate companies yeah. inside of our local market, which is amazing. It's been awesome. Yeah. Um, you you had to start somewhere. You didn't start as the champion, did you? Um, no, no, not at all. How, how long ago did you did you start to get into real estate? Um, so it's probably. 2019 when I started with them. So hmm. I um, okay. I played soccer in college. So I come from athletics background. Um, I worked as a leasing agent, leasing out apartments right out of college. Mm. And oh, okay. it was a brand new property and I was selling like crazy. I was like, this is great. All these small commissions that I was getting. Sure, sure, sure. Mm -hmm. And then the property got up to 98.9% uh, occupied and there wasn't anything to do except fulfill service orders and that was terrible for me mm -hmm. right i would just sit at the front and i found myself days going by i felt like my time was being wasted right open up a book rich dad poor dad story wrote itself oh and, there you go yeah mm -hmm. um but how i got involved was um i was told hey you should go check out a breakfast with kyle and that's when i met kyle okay um and then i showed up early like every any most of the things i do i show up early leave late that's just kind of my athletics mentality mm -hmm. i've always had that mentality of put in the work you'll get rewarded at some point and going getting into real estate i was 23 at the time mm -hmm. and i thought man i could fuck this up for the next five to ten years be 30 years old and if it works out on year 10 i will be in a better position than most people as for long sure. as it works out at some point i don't care when it works out as long as i know it'll work out i just have to put the work in so that was kind of the mentality going in um, so how did you how did you link up with Yellowbird? Because yep. if you were like maybe their first sales agent yep. and, it, and it took a while for you to actually start to go on appointments, it, was it something like, oh, so you went to breakfast with Kyle, yeah. you just kept showing up or you persisted and yeah. then they allowed you to do something for <laughs> so them? So what happened what? was uh, I actually, I got, like I said, I got there early, I was talking to Kyle and we pretty much hit it off and I didn't know anything. And they'll say <laughs> I was pretty bad at what I did whatever you want to say, but I was actually chewing on a piece of ice and I accidentally like spit it out into Kyle's drink. Nice. And I was like, I just, he's like, you're in. I go, I was just trying to break the ice. <laughs> and I was like, man, so it was pretty awkward. After it, that. Was it, were you nervous? Oh, or how no, did that happen? I just like, I'm very fidgety. Right. So if you notice, like I'll always just be like doing something, tapping my hands, but like for that, I was like just chewing on ice oh, and just like amazing. spit out and everyone at the table was like, uh, oh, fuck. They're like, this guy's nice. a salesman with that yeah. response. <laughs> so then he's like, um, and there was a team member there at the time. That, and then we started college. Like, hey, you should go back to the office. I know Pat's trying to look for some help, right, with the acquisition side. Because appointments, a lot of the appointments he was going on was taking up a lot of the time. And he used to do the pre-foreclosure deals. He was there knocking on doors, grinding as well. Sure. Um, so he kind of didn't have time to do that stuff. He was looking for somebody to help out with that. So I went back to the office, met Pat, and I'll never forget kind of the interview we had. Is I didn't even know if you call it an interview you want, but it was our first kind of meeting. Right. Um, and I talked to him, and he was just like, "Yeah, so why do you?" He's like, "What are you gonna do if this doesn't work out? Like, why? Why should I bring you on to help me?" And I was like, "Look, man, I appreciate the opportunity, but I'm gonna do this whether it's here or somewhere else." So I had that mentality of like, I respect, like, I really respect what you guys have, and I love it, and. I just said, like, I know within my mind, it's I had an unwavering faith that I was doing this. That was I made that decision. What, what is this? What do you mean? Oh, real estate. Just real wholesale. estate in general. Wholesale. Oh, wholesaling specifically. Yep. Oh, I, no way. I actually okay. took um, Facebook ad got me. 
Mm. <laughs> I paid like four hundred dollars for a course, and I was just mm. I was in. Twenty nineteen, those that was I'm Joshua sorry. Grimes hours. Yes, was that, was it was, that who it was? It was a little before that. Okay. So this was like uh mid to late twenty eighteen when I learned about the course, December twenty eighteen, learned about a course, did the course, and I was like, I'm in wholesaling's my my ish. Mm. Um and that's when I went to Brex with Kyle. I was told mm. I should go to those. And then like I said, we told Pat that I was like, Yeah, I, I would love the opportunity to do this, whether it's here or somewhere else. And he told me later on, he's like, I love that. He's like, I love that you told me that because most people wouldn't. Most people would be like, oh, I don't know. You know, mm -hmm. you want that guy that's going to come in there and tell you, I'm, I'm, I'm going to do this. I'm going to get it done. Shoot you straight. Um, yeah. Just a straight shooter. And I think he liked that. Obviously, I'm here today. <laughs> sure, sure. Um, But shortly after, I didn't hear from him for like three weeks. And I was like, okay, so like how, how do I do this, right? I didn't know what data was or like I really didn't know the steps because the course wasn't too great. <laughs> <laughs> I just knew I had to talk to people and get under contract and sell it for hire before it closes. That's all I knew. And he told me, hey, here's a list of – he like finally picked up the phone. I was like, hey, here's a list of pre-foreclosures. Um, see if you can do anything with it. Like give him a call. Uh, here's my White Pages account to log in and look up their phone numbers. <laughs> I was like, cool. So I was in Tampa at the time. My girlfriend was here. Baptism by fire. Yeah. I was in Tampa and I was calling people, calling people, and I would drive up on the weekends to door knock and visit my girlfriend. You were living in Tampa? Yep. Because okay. I graduated from USF over there. Gotcha. So I drive up on the weekends, see my girlfriend, say, hey, I just need the first like first four hours, three hours of the day to go knock on doors and we can do whatever you want. So like it was a double uh, two birds with stone <laughs> on the weekend stuff. Yep. But it was uh, probably about a week and a half. I got a contract um, We and that was moving and then that fell through. For whatever reason, he's just like, hey, get under contract. Let us handle everything else. I was like, okay. Uh, that went under contract, and then it fell through for whatever reason. I don't know. I was just trying to find the next one. Mm -hmm. um, and I would say shout out to Pat. He did a really good job of like not getting too hung up. Because a lot of people in this business get hung up on like that one deal that they get. Mm -hmm. They want to nurture it from start to finish. Mm -hmm. They want to make sure the yep. flip is right. They want to make yep. sure it's all good. And then once it's over, the pipeline's dry. Yep. Yeah. So from an early start, he was like, focus on the next one, focus yep. on the next one, focus yep. on the next one. Kyle, too. He's very big on like, mm -hmm. cool, get one more, get one more. It's dead more. money, baby. Yeah, it's all so, about the next. Um, I did that, and then I guess that showed him that I actually was ready, willing, and able. And I kind of forced them to take me on. Okay. <laughs> so that's kind of everything <laughs> transpired. When, when, was, when did you feel like they took you on? What, what did it mean to be taken on? Like you were working outside of the office. Now you're pulled into the office. Yeah, I was pulled into the office. So I was doing a lot of um, bitch work at first. I was running, um, but it was good. It was good work. And it was really, it, it taught me a lot. I was taking a lot of, they were, they were doing a lot of the bidding at the auctions. Kyle was. So what I did was I would go and take uh, photos of pre-foreclosures mm. of the houses for them to go bid on. Oh yeah. yeah. So it was also spent yeah. on knocking on those doors while still taking those pictures and doing all that stuff so it's a, a little mix of both so i know that's a fun game dude because oh. i i did that at one point as yeah. well i just the, wanted to learn man it was yeah crazy. one of my og mentors uh brandon marbenfeld shout out but he uh he he used to bid on houses too with a, okay. a partner of his yeah. and when i first got introduced to the game we would go out and and yeah. i just i just want to ask you would you break into those homes what strategies did you have <laughs> yeah no i, I was, mean or just through the windows yeah, i mean it would be through the windows um you, honestly, you run into some weird situations what i that always stuff. do from day one even if it's knocking on doors now to do deals always knock on neighbors doors both sides mm. across the street i try to figure out what's going on first before i just dive in yeah if i don't get them to answer it mm. um obviously i see if the doors open doors open i'll announce myself um 
but yeah, always neighbors always know what the hell's going on. Mm. And that's the best way to mm. find out what's going on. Neighbors, dude, neighbors are nosy, dude. dude that's, are nosy, man. That's such man. a good beginning activity because you you start to understand the cons the context of what we do, yes, right? 100%. And it makes it way easier to to yep. start running the sales end if you start understanding the situations you're going to be dealing with right. first off, right? Yeah. Wow. Definitely. Okay, that's cool. Awesome. So you were doing bitch work. You yeah. were going to properties. <laughs> no I, I will not call it that. No that's more. that's grown man work right there. Grown that's, man, yes. Yeah. Taking pictures, they were doing the auction sales, and then what happened next? Um, so it got to a point where, uh, they were bidding on all four counties. There's a lot of houses. What are, what are the four counties? Uh, Nassau, Clay, St. John's, Duval. All North Florida. All okay. Northeast Florida. Northeast Florida. Um, yep. So they were okay. bidding on those and it's a landmass wise. It's huge. Wow. So it's taking up a lot of my time. Do you, you ever have those. to go to like super, like Keystone Heights and. Oh yeah. Yeah. Oh. I should have, I should buy a secondary over there. Or oh. primary. <laughs> What, is that is that about the furthest or um, Hastings or something? Oh yeah, yeah, we're out there. I say the furthest I went out is well. Now we're in Gainesville, right? We do some deals in Gainesville, Palm Coast, but auction before stuff? Uh, not yeah. auction stuff, but okay. Keystone Heights, they'll they'll buy stuff, they'll auction, they'll buy some. Right, right, right. Wow. Okay, mm -hmm. okay. So it was going out a lot to that. So it got to a point. What changed after that? It got to a point where it was probably about October, mm -hmm. and they were like, "Hey, realize your time is probably best spent." strictly talking to people you know a lot of these houses that you're going out to now all of them have equity so you can't knock on all the doors you know you have to be in and out take the photos um so completely taken off that role kind of transitioned into a full-time acquisitions role mm. and it was kind of like go go for it go do some deals. How, how long <laughs> how how long went by six months a um, year it was june july august September. so it's probably about like four months oh, four or five months sweet um yeah, I'll say four or five months. Okay. And then a couple weeks after, it was like two, three weeks after that, I finally got my first pre foreclosure deal. It was October 26th. I'll never forget the day. Oh, uh, shit. Okay. 7824 Rocky Fort Trail. Um, <laughs> it was a real shitter. Um, unfortunate situation. They abandoned the home, but it was, like I said, transitioned into a full acquisitions. And now my time was strictly spent on acquisitions. Did a deal three weeks later, and it was good. Um, and then the story kind of wrote itself after that. I was just trying to get some stuff under contract. I had the worst kind of luck sometimes. It was just dropping. I don't like to use to say luck, but a lot. I probably had about six deals fall out of contract that I got under contract due to title issues with dealing pre foreclosures. There's yeah. a bunch of bunch yeah. of title issues sometimes. Yeah. So I uh, was going through a lot of that, and then boom, COVID hit, <laughs> and that's kind of the next mm. chapter of mm. what happened after that. Gotcha. Man. Okay. Wow. So you really started from the nitty gritty and yeah, you did a lot of grunt work, yeah. a lot of really rewarding grunt work, but yeah, it, it kind of taught you the ins and outs of 100%. a lot of the moving parts of a real estate transaction. I can probably say I would not be kind of where I am now doing the volume that I'm doing. And like, I would not appreciate it as much if I didn't eat shit like I did in the beginning. Mm. And, now, and now from what I understand, because yes, we spoke before the, the show, yeah. so you're, you're going away for weeks at a time. <laughs> Uh, tomorrow you're going to Vegas for yeah. another week. You're driving a Tesla. Oh, God. We're all mega jealous. That's funny. It's funny so, because people like you probably only I do sixty to. this year because you're hanging out too much now. No, no, I'm on, I'm on pass. I'm on track to pass. I think eighty eight. I have to look. Um, okay. But a lot of a lot of people look at kind of what I'm doing now with Peapod, like helping the guys, like doing a lot of you know, it's just a, a lot of volume, a lot of deals. And it kind of comes, obviously, naturally, you're not going to be where you were two years ago, where you're just 
hungry, hungry, hungry. Now it's a matter of the art of discipline, getting your calls in, making sure everything mm. is organized. And then once you master that, now it's helping others do the same mm. thing. So I'm in that transition period now where my goal over the next, I want to say, two, three quarters is to help everyone else in the office do the same thing and replicate kind of what I did. Um, very cool. And that's very rewarding, right? Mm. Like I, could, I can say yeah, I brought on, shout out Garrett. He's been crushing it. Wow. Um, okay. And he's kind of hit the ground running. Mm. And that's for me, I never thought I would, I never thought I'd be able to help yeah. somebody be like, wow, that actually yeah. feels good. But it yeah. genuinely, you change, kind of make a difference. Like, yeah. It's awesome. To see. Dude, I knew Garrett was the truth. We went on a, I think it was his like second day mm -hmm. in the office mm -hmm. and you brought him to a, we were, we were at a, a bonfire together yeah. and you brought him to the bonfire and I met him. He took my number down and he called me the day after. Really? Yeah. And that's how I know, okay, okay, this guy's for real. This yeah. guy's following up. He's yep. day two. He's good. Dude doesn't have a single fear. I don't want to say good. He's great. He's really good. Yeah. 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 He's we texting don't want to inflate you while that he's ego. with you. Hey, nice to meet you. <laughs> you didn't leave yet. <laughs> uh, hands me a thank you note uh, yeah. as I'm leaving. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks I'm for meeting with you. We just got together, bro. We still have two hours left. Dude. Still here. Uh, but a, a lot of the things too, like people see all that stuff now, like the car, the taking vacations and stuff, but no one saw overnight that. success, man. Yeah, yeah. Over, yeah. You didn't work for that. Yeah, yeah it's true. No, but like no one. And it, but it's really a great representation. Like, I feel like stuff like that, even when we see that stuff here is yeah. just like instant. It's an instant magnet for more talent. Yes. Right? 100%. Uh, you know, it's physical proof. Mm -hmm. um, and it just, it, it's just a, helps you get towards somewhere exponential yeah as a company right as a as an individual and as a company yeah so it's i so, love seeing so all that stuff to look at like oh it's easy for you like you just walked into that office and they handed you everything i was like yeah fucking right i had shit for a long time <laughs> like you hear it all but uh it's it's even cooler to see other people do kind of the same thing I think yeah. that's where the reward piece is coming yeah pretty well. mm. so i mean we've said peapod many times and I don't think we've blessed the public. Say it one more time. In terms of <laughs> in terms of what that is, Gabe, could you, could you explain that to me? Progress through execution and accountability. Mm. Right. So, progress residential. <laughs> through. <laughs> no, no, we don't use that word around. Um, but we pretty much it's just a group. It's a small group. We like to keep them intimate, where we hold people accountable on a weekly basis on the goals that they set out for themselves, right? Mm. So we teach them how to source off-market opportunities. Mm. We say deals because everything we come across is an opportunity, mm -hmm. right? So people, we teach them how to analyze, you know, hedge fund deals, hedge fund, or analyze flip properties, analyze potential development deals. Uh, we wanna make sure that that person that's walking in there can walk out of the 12, after 12 weeks and say, I have the confidence to close on a property because I know I have the backing of Yellowbird. And two, I know how to analyze a deal and what's not a deal, mm. right? The common problem we see a lot of time is people just tying stuff up for a contract just to tie it up and yeah. it just really, really fucks over the seller at the end mm -hmm. of the day. Mm -hmm. um, so if we can kind of create a better stigma around the industry and make sure everyone's equipped to do that, I mean, mm -hmm. all day, you know, mm -hmm. uh, but more importantly, it's to give people the opportunity that uh, Pat was given when he first started, you know, with uh, having the funding there for them. And the opportunity that I was given, which was like, hey, as long as you find the deal, we'll teach you how to do that. You have the backing how to do that. We'll teach yeah. you sales skills. We'll teach you yeah. how to negotiate. We'll teach you what's a deal, what's not a deal. Don't worry about the money because like I said earlier, a lot of people want to 
nurture a deal from start to finish. And then once it's over, they look back and go, man, I don't have another deal. You know, mm -hmm. so we really stress on pipeline, pipeline, pipeline. Mm -hmm. um, it's invaluable, man. Yeah. Yeah. It's, I think that's where a lot of people go wrong in this business. Right. Um, but yeah, it's, it's an awesome group. I was going to say this last group, it just keeps getting better. Keep getting better. Every, every single group we have is we do two a year. Mm -hmm. um, and it's just been really awesome to see. Last guy's been like two guys out of there. They're just crushing it. So these are for how long of a period of time? 12 Those, weeks. 12 weeks. Yep. Okay. So what happens after the 12 weeks? So the 12 weeks. To those uh, yep. Peapod members. So we have uh, we have one rule in Peapod. Um, it's just that you hit your numbers. And if you don't, you're out. Obviously, when they're in the group, the goal, they're going to, all the deals are just going to flow through us. If the leads, they handle the leads. But the whole goal is just to teach them kind of the ins and outs from start to finish, mm -hmm. kind of what it looks like. After that, you're free. You can go out and do deals with anybody else if you feel like it. Right. Mm -hmm. um, so really all we ask is within that 12 week time frame, the deals flow through us. After that, once you learn everything we teach you, it's free game. You can do whatever you want to do. Mm. That's um, amazing. That's yeah. a huge that's gift. Awesome. Yep. That's, I, I think that's priceless, dude. Yeah. Is, and um, a lot of people want to pay thousands and thousands of like fortune builders or like yeah. these big seminars and want to make their website and LLC look pretty. But like none of that matters if you haven't done a deal. Right. Right. Agreed. Agreed. Uh, so really, we use we say use Yelpbird as leverage when you're talking to these sellers uh, just to give you the confidence. The biggest piece when starting out in real estate is the confidence to do mm -hmm. to do mm -hmm. it. Once you know you can tie a property in a contract, you can negotiate the seller down, you can execute. Once you have, you know, all that other jazz as far as business cards, website, LLC, you can get that set up quick. And you'll be fine. Mm -hmm. And then you can start creating brand mm -hmm. and business, that stuff. You know, yeah. you need proof of concept first. And mm -hmm. we really yep. stress on the proof of concept piece. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I noticed that a lot, especially the, you know, the bigger we get, the more advanced we get. Um, you start to notice that, you know, people are there. They're focused on wanting to set up a beautiful website. And what's the best list to pull? Oh. Who are you using skip tracing? Oh, don't, don't get me started. Um, don't get me started. Oh, can I? Can, where do you hire your cold callers at? <laughs> right. <laughs> but no one is paying attention to the conversion. It's yeah. all about the nitty gritty. Right? And that is like probably everything. Biggest, That's almost everything. It's the biggest. Is I went to a, a sales training, right? And it was, it was uh, well, no, an all-encompassing training. And one thing that I took from this training I thought was, was amazing, mm -hmm. you know, they were talking about, you know, different lead types, cold leads and hot leads yeah. and pre-foreclosed, this like. And people need to understand that there's one category, yeah. right? It's called leads. That's the category, <laughs> right? Yeah. The category is leads. And we just have to work on converting and talking to people. Yeah. Talk to as many people as possible. Sharpen that knife. Try yep. to get better and mm -hmm. better and better. Mm -hmm. um, and once you get good at that, like everything else is gravy. That's like you said, everything on, else comes man. easy. The yep. website will come easy. The It'll list walk. comes easy. Your business card's easy. Why mm -hmm. do you want to focus on all the easy stuff? Yeah. Mm -hmm. You really need to focus on the hard stuff. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And we say quality conversations is one uh, metric that we hold our people accountable to. It's like, how many quality conversations you have this Oh, week? man. That's more important than calls. Yeah. hundred percent. You could, you could make 150 calls, but if you only talk to nine people, it's kind of like those calls mm -hmm. are nothing, nothing, right? Yes, they mean something because it's compounding into the results that are to come. But it's important. How many quality conversations do you have? Mm. Yep, yep, yep. Yes. How many quality conversations should they be having if they work a full-time day? Uh, so we try, like I said, we try to shoot for 20, 30. 30 is probably the right number on a, on a weekly basis. Yep, yep, yep. Um, on a weekly basis. When I say quality, it's quality. You're able to break past the barrier of, okay, I'm interested. Tell me about 
your service product, mm-hmm. whatever it is, mm-hmm. um, or even a follow up too, because we treat mm-hmm. those just as just as important as prospecting. Mm-hmm. So a lot of a lot of the times, I'll see a lot of people focus on prospecting, prospecting, and they're pumping out leads, pumping out leads. But what happens after that, right, is people don't really follow up. Mm-hmm. So the biggest mm-hmm. thing is we treat follow-ups just as important as prospecting. Right. Mm-hmm. Yes, prospecting, you do have to have leads coming in. It is the lifeline of your business and the blood of it. But what good is that if you're not converting mm-hmm. executing on mm-hmm. follow-up? So we stress on kind of both. We don't want to put a focus more on one another. But mm-hmm. obviously, if you if I see, okay, Hayden's had 50 conversations in the past month and zero leads produced, it tells me something you're focused strictly on follow-ups, but there needs to be an even balance between the two. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. So, I mean, we're, we're talking about a lot. We're really going yeah. in. We talked yeah. about how you started in real estate, where you're at now. You're doing a ton of deals. Um, you know, you've got three Teslas and 10 <laughs> vacations a year. And um, what, what's it in the future for Gabe? You sure. know, like if you had yeah. to look and predict where you're going to be five years from now, what is that? Years. What is that going to look like? You know, I, I look sounds at like it, a cheesy interview question. I'm a cheesy do. interview question. Um, I look at it is uh, with that question. Obviously, we always have these goals and things change along the way. If I were to look back five years from today, and say, and I, I say, what was my goal? It was to be to be playing soccer somewhere, right? right. Mm-hmm. But things yeah. change, yeah. like life changes. But if I were to look five years from now, it's how can I build out something where it's going to leave an impact in other people's lives uh, while obviously still producing profit for a company, but it's building out uh, a business as well, even if it aligns within Yellowbird, right? Mm-hmm. So uh, whether it's expanding into new markets and building out something there, but I like, I just think life's too short not to dream big, right? Like you have one life to live. Why are you going to settle for just being very minuscule? Mm-hmm. And mediocre, mm-hmm. Right. So I, I just think if I can, if I can build out something where I'm replicating what I've learned here and take that, the culture part of Yellowbird, and like we implement something in another market and do that, like that's truly the goal there. And to leave an impact in people's lives too. It's, I hate that I say that now <laughs> because that wasn't me a year ago. That was not you a year no, ago. No, it was like, how does Gabe make the most money possible? And that was strictly my focus. Yeah. Whereas like now it's like I said, it's if I can help people do the same thing and replicate that and kind of leave a mark. Cause it really hit me. Um, once you leave this earth, it's like, what are people going to know you as? It's like, Oh, that, that guy did a lot of deals. Like good for him. Or is it going to be like, Hey man, that guy taught a whole community on how to create wealth or create uh, how to make money, right. How to mm-hmm. change their own lives, mm-hmm. how to take somebody from lower middle class, whatever it is, and build out a future for themselves and their family. That's mm-hmm. what, what I would rather leave this earth known as instead of just someone with a shit ton of money or doing, a lot of what would benefit me solely. Mm. So, wow. At what point did that change? Like, did a did a switch go off in your mind one day, or do you think that was just a gradual blend? I would say a gradual blend. It's never been. There's never been. Uh, when it comes to habits, it's never a night and day switch for me. It's kind of like they slowly get integrated into what I'm doing, and the mindset piece of things too does for me. Like, I don't just flip the switch and boom go um it's very gradual but i make sure i'm doing the proper steps to get to that Uh, but as far as a mindset switch i would say honestly closing out um closing out peapod this last peapod and seeing because this was probably before it was pat doing peapod right and i was kind of sitting in helping them out and i didn't really see the impact that it had on their lives right 
And then I thought, okay, how can I do Peapod and make it better? Right? How do I, how do we 10x Peapod and amplify that to where we can make a difference? And that wasn't the intention going out. The intention was how do we how do we help people make money and help us make money in return too, mm -hmm. right? Just be mm -hmm. fully transparent. Mm -hmm. At the end of those 12 weeks, I looked at it and we had a couple of them. They were like, man, thank you so much. Like you've literally, mm -hmm. you've changed my life. Like I now have the comments to go out, do these deals. Like I feel I, you're kind of like a mentor to me. And like when he told me, I was like, dude, me, what the hell? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and I would say that's probably where it kind of switched me. I'm like, go, man, like what if I just kind of had mm -hmm. that approach with everything that I did going forward? Because mm -hmm. You can sharpen your skills and you obviously still, you can be the best at the best at sales, but it's like, at what point do you stop making it about yourself? Right. Right. Cause it can't always be about me. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. <laughs> it's that saying like alone, you'll go far, but yeah. together you go further, yeah. whatever it is. I'm butchering yeah. that. But. <clears throat> right. Now, That's so respectable, man. Yeah. 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 Now real estate takes time, right? Yeah. The um, deals take time. The acquisition process takes time. You got to get it to close takes time. Yep. So you're going to do a project on it and just uh, revitalize the property. That's going to take time. Yep. You're going to resell it on the open market. That's going to take time. So in general speaking, real estate takes time. So some people might think that 12 weeks is not that long of a period yep. of time. Mm -hmm. So what, what are you seeing happen in those 12 weeks? Because I know it starts as a funnel, right? Yeah. It starts yeah, with yeah. applicants, 50 applicants goes to 10 that get chosen that goes to like and correct me if i'm wrong with these numbers and it goes to about maybe four or five at, yep. the, end, at the end of at the, the 12 end. week yep. period right? uh, so there's a method to the madness with 12 weeks right we want to try to instill a habit of making sure you're doing what you say you're going to do whether it's making those calls following up on the certain amount of uh the certain amount of leads you said you're going to follow up on door knocking the amount of doors you said you're going to knock on so we want them to develop the habit first um and once they develop that habit that's when they'll kind of bloom off on their own. Um, but really what we see is the first month to two months, nothing, zero to none results, right? Which is, I like that. Zero to none. Zero to none. <clears throat> to negative. Okay. To okay. negative. Um, but there's pretty much no results. And then it's funny because you start to see different people's reactions to it mm. and how they deal with not having results or they see one part, one guy, uh, do a deal and they're like, Oh, how do you do that? I didn't even do one. Mm, uh, so that's freaking nerve yeah, wracking. It, awesome. It's, it is like, Oh no, I had so them like sales guys here on the sales yeah. floor, you know, like a new guy comes in, knocks yep. out of the park, three deals in three days. Yeah. And, and everyone's just coming now. They have to either a yeah. elevate or fall off. Yep. And the good thing about people is I don't, we don't need your money. <laughs> like we're good. Uh, and if you fall off, that's on you. Like, you know, so it's, it's interesting to see a lot of the momentum gets picked up in the last month. And then once they're off on their own, it's kind of natural to feel like kind of indebted to the person who taught you like everything. It's just kind of, mm -hmm. it just kind of happens naturally. Right. Mm -hmm. um, and if we keep an open line of communication with them afterwards, like I'm just making sure I don't call them and say, are you still hitting your numbers? <laughs> like, no, um, but I just call to check in and say, Hey, how's everything going? Good. Like, and they call me, Hey, I'm having a trouble with this. Like, can you help me with that? Um, and it's just being a resource for them. Mm -hmm. Um, but yeah, a lot of the first two months, you're right. That initial, depending on where you're at in your real estate journey, because some people are different that join, uh, they don't have anything. And then we really want to, we really want to work with those people that are going to stay in the game, continue to grind and, and have that grit to push through the adversity of not seeing results, right? Because you really find out about a person when they're going through some sort of adversity. Yes. So that's, it's, 
that's kind of the method to the madness, I guess you could mm -hmm. say. Mm -hmm. Interesting, mm -hmm. interesting. Yep. So for people maybe that are not in Jacksonville or mm -hmm. don't have access to the Peapod or maybe they didn't get selected, yeah, and they want to work on converting prospects, mm -hmm. what is something that you notice that's maybe like your biggest, not trick, but biggest tool, um, maybe conversational wise or something that you do habitually that makes you stand out as, you know, the this individual that's an expert in their field yeah. in the seller's eyes. The biggest thing before, so it actually happens before I even get in there or the first words is just setting the proper expectations so they can't give you the rebuttals that they're going to give you. I got to talk to my wife. I got to talk to this person. Beat, beat, the, beat the objections before they happen. Yep. So it's kind of like the the eight mile analogy. How when I don't know if you guys ever but yeah, I'm so, listening. <laughs> I use that a lot, right? When um, in that final rap battle that he has, uh, he he's got crushed in the past by his other opponent because the guy was just ripping him apart on his personal life. But what the guy does is go and he rips himself apart on the mic before the other guy has the opportunity to. Mm -hmm. So now the guy has nothing, and he's kind of left helpless. So we kind of I take that approach at sales. So I was like, I'm gonna. I'm just going to uncover all your objections before you can even talk about them. So you, you say that you them. say the word objection. You yeah. say, Hey, Mr. Seller, uh, have you seen the movie eight mile? <laughs> <laughs> I typically go, um, here are your objections, Mr. Seller. <laughs> <laughs> no, obviously we figure the top, the, the like the pillars, timeline, uh, condition, motivation, price, like those things. Yep. And then we just try to touch on kind of, uh, if you're able to get exactly what you're looking for, is there anything stopping you from making a decision today? Mm -hmm. And they go, yes, no. Okay. Uh, so you're telling me you don't have to talk to your wife. Oh, no, I've talked to my wife. Okay. So you don't have to run this by uh, like an attorney if they do that, right? If they do that, whatever. Uh, do you ask them so you deal. don't have to check Zillow? <laughs> they, chances are they already did. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I try, to, I try to uncover all those objections before they can even touch it. Um, and more often than not, if it's a price issue where the pricing is just not aligning, the number one question i mean everyone it's it's not like a trick i guess now because everyone kind of does it but if you're not asking hey i know this didn't get it done today is there a number that gets it done today like is there a number that got it done you know mm -hmm. but what i'm pretty big on is when you put these things into conversation it has to smooth it has to transition very well it can't go we can't be inside of a negotiation say hey dom do you want two hundred thousand for this product like i can offer you two hundred thousand you're like oh man you know i was really looking for i was really looking for 250 that's my kind of bottom line i'm not taking anything less oh, okay well what's the number that gets it done today like <laughs> right away right so you, you you show yourself as kind of weak in that sense that you'll just fold to whatever he says so you just make you know what man no worries how else can i help you here like what are some other options that you, or you could even into? maybe agree too quick right yeah uh, 200 no 250 oh, yeah. okay cool here sign yeah can't do that okay yeah no, that's sales yeah. like 101 and <laughs> we've had i've had somebody go yeah um i was like, so perfect world like what does the sale of this house look like for you well if i can get like a hundred thousand out of this it's that would be perfect perfect and then I'm like, sounds high and then mirroring it's like you got to do the mouthwash on them. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, yeah, I mean, I use all, all those little techniques. Mm -hmm. It's one thing to know the techniques of sales. It's another thing to use them at the right time. Right. Like I said, a lot of people go, well, does that get it done? What's the number that gets it done right away? Right. And then they go, oh, we have this other option. No, 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 no. You know, no, 
yeah. it's like, hey, you know, I just know, I know it's not what it'll, I know that's not where you want to be, but that's fine. Like, what are some other options mm -hmm. you might be looking into mm -hmm. if this doesn't work out? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. They're looking at what, and then you can uncover, go into that. And then honestly, I do it right on my way out. Like I said, like, okay, well, you know, yep. we could have come to agreement. Like, I get that. Um, As you're going out the door. Like, <laughs> By the way, like, yep. you know, is, is there a number that gets it done today? Like, just out of curiosity. I know I'm not in, I'm not in the running. Anymore. How far off was I? Yeah. Just whatever. for my own <laughs> knowledge's sake. Yeah. But it's, it's a lot about using it at the right time. Yeah. Because a lot of the times, a lot of new people, they'll come in and just try to, they got all these tactics and they just want boom, 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 yep. boom, boom, boom. Yep. And it's just not natural. No. It comes off as yep. salesy yeah. or, you know, you want to yep. make it sure it's conversationalist. Like mm -hmm. it's a conversation mm -hmm. and not you talking about mm -hmm. it. A lot of times I talk about let that person talk as much as possible before you go into mm -hmm. what you can even offer as far as price, uh, terms, everything like that, like what you do. I never talk about myself. Mm -hmm. when I go over there. So you so catch me up to speed. Tell me a little bit about what's going on. Like, how can I best help in this situation? Like, I don't even know if I can. Yeah. But right. You know, so, yeah, we offer a different services. So another thing we live by, too, is um, I say deadlines drive decisions and scarcity control the supply, control the demand. Mm. If, you can, if you can control the supply, you can control the demand. So I say, you know, market's kind of shifting a little bit. Um, we're getting burned on a couple of the properties we're selling on the back end. So really, we're, you know, we're probably only looking to pick up around 10 a month right now. And then it's like, oh, really? So it's like, yeah. So we, I say that in the beginning, right? So I just let them know what's going on with us, our market, like what we're dealing with. So now that's in the back of their mind. We go and talk price and they're going, oh, well, how, um, how long is that offer good for? And then I mirror them. And I was like, offer, the offer is good for? Like, it's like, well, you said before, like you guys are only buying. Oh, yeah. Like, yeah, right. Like that can change um, within a week because right. we, I have four other appointments after this. And if we go on that, like, yeah, like we're going to have to commit to those people. Um, so really it's puts them in the back of their mind. And it has to, like going back to what I said earlier, you have to use that at the right time, the scarcity mm -hmm. piece of it. Mm -hmm. Because a lot of times if me, you and I are going back and forth and you say, no, I was only looking for 250. I go, well, we're only buying 10 houses a month. So either you do this now or it's not going to work. Yeah, right. Wrong right. time to use that technique. Right. right. It's all about time. I would love to hear an entire conversation exactly like that. That'd be the most <laughs> That'd be surprised. awesome. Just uh, worst time sales <laughs> negotiations. Oh, yeah. well, it happens, man. It happens. And oh, it's I've like done it. yeah. there's no right or wrong because everyone's so different when it comes to sales. Just saying what's worked for me. It's worked out pretty well. <laughs> um but like everyone's different. Some people, depending on the person you're dealing with too, that's that has yeah. a lot to do with it. Yeah. It's funny because it, what we're trying to do here is we're trying to convert an art into a science. And it very much is an art. Mm -hmm. It's tough to look at it as black and white because yeah. like you said, you have the objections, you have the rebuttals. Yep. You They say this, you say this, they say this, you say this, but there's this whole yeah. dance, right? You know, you have to blend it in. You have to start to leave and you have to retract and bring it back and reconnect the conversation and, um, you know, not be the motivated one, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. You don't want to be the motivated mm -hmm. one yeah. in that conversation. Reluctant to buy. All day long. Yeah, yep. 100%. Always right? be reluctant to buy. That's yeah. the best advice I ever got. A lot and, of things is, um, a lot of things people <clears throat> too is I say tone is everything. Like, how are you presenting mm -hmm. yourself? When I talk in a much more relaxed tone and mm -hmm. I'm a little slower, it comes off as confidence. Whereas if I'm sitting here talking like this and I say, Hey, I can offer you 250, you know, we're gonna have to do these repairs down, but I'm not sure if we can hit that. Like, but what's the number you're looking to get out of it? So if I come down a little bit and I just start talking a little more passively, it just shows confidence that I know what I'm doing and I'm here to get something done. 
So to make that switch like that, it's, it's very important mm. with the tone and how you talk, come off to people. Mm. There's this, uh, I was watched a TEDx talk on it, but public speaking, like I like public speaking and it comes off even when you're talking in a one-on-one -on -one interaction is when you talk in a not slower paced tone up to a certain extent, obviously takes with a grain of salt, <laughs> not super slow, hey, but it just shows hey. confidence. You know what you're talking about. You don't need that as much as that person thinks you do. Mm -hmm. So it's uh that's been the biggest thing. I would say tone, the scarcity piece of it, um, and asking the right questions at the right time. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, that's actually super important. We don't touch on that enough, but a lot of people need to slow down. Yeah, slow down. Yep. Slow. Yeah, people are excited. There's a high volume of calls coming Rightfully in. So. You gotta hit your yeah. numbers. Yeah, you know you you know if if you don't continue to sharpen your blade. The public will train you yep. to the 100%. way that they to the way that they want it. They want your number. Yep. They want just yep. get right to the yeah. Number. Until somebody from New York picks up and they're like, "No, just tell me the offer now. Do it. Do it." <laughs> yeah, yeah. So the <laughs> yeah. public will train you, and that's where, like, if you can control the way that you go about the conversation, yep. just be slow and relaxed. Yep. I think in my mind that ultimately like commands respect. hundred mm -hmm. percent. Like this mm -hmm. guy knows exactly what he's talking mm -hmm. about. Even if it's your first day on the job. That's how I start out those conversations too. And that took me a while because before I was jumpy. I was like, oh, I just needed a deal. I had condition yeah. breath because I was poor. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but after after I learned those things, also to mirroring to you want to be able to match their tone as mm -hmm. well. Mm -hmm. um, so I start off slow. And then if I see them kind of they're a little more jumpy and they tend to talk a little more, that's when I'll match their tone exactly how they're talking to me. Because if mm -hmm. the person is very go, 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 I'm go, go, go with them. If they're cursing on the phone, I'm cursing along with them. I was like, dude, that's fucking crazy. Wow. And they're like, bouncing. fuck you. Yeah. No, fuck you. Yeah. <laughs> I've actually, all right, let's sign. I've actually, I've actually, <laughs> been a bit like that. Where well, you gave the offer and the seller said that? Pre foreclosure, I knock on the door. It was his wife that answered. I said, hey, are you where it's going to brush? She's like, I had no idea. Oh, no. They caused an argument. He calls me cursing me out. I was like, oh, fuck no. this. And like, and he goes, oh, I was like, I'm just trying to F and hell. Like, I matched his tone <laughs> and I brought him down. And then we yeah. started talking, and then it turned into a deal. And then it that fell is apart a week awesome. later. It fell apart two, two, four weeks later. Did it? It actually fell apart. Title issues. Story. Story. Man, you, you, tried, you tried your best, dude. Yeah. You tried your best. But I think, like, if obviously with those, you can't control those factors of it falling mm -hmm. apart. But yeah. I think the fact that just being able to control that person in that in that context is huge. Yeah. Yeah. Right. 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 That's awesome. That's amazing, dude. So I think the peak, the peapot is is awesome. It's yeah. very very different. I don't yeah. see a lot of a whole lot of people no. doing anything like no. that out there. So that's amazing. Hats off to you guys for that. Um, how many team members do you guys have over there at Yellowbird? I think we're almost at forty now. Oh um, yeah. So we we're bringing it on. Shout out to the team because they're it's they're crushing it. Like they they do a really good job of hiring, vetting out a lot of applicants, and just making sure it's the right fit. Mm -hmm. um, and just instilling that culture of like growth, right? Sure. Everyone there. When you say growth. 40, that includes like agents, like listing, selling and buying agents? Yep, all oh, agents. Sweet. So we're a little, uh, we have some outside agents that we let them hang their license with the brokerage as well. But we keep, even that, we keep it uh, close, right? Mm -hmm. uh, because we want the agents that's working in-house to kind of, we want them to represent the Yellowbird values as well. 
Sure, sure, yep. sure. Wow. That's amazing. Yeah. Wow. So for anyone that's interested in learning more about the Peapod, yep. or are you open to people reaching out to you in general for questions or anything? I was going to say, about? yeah, if, if they're open or if I'm open, I'm open to it. You can certainly reach out to me, Facebook, Instagram, whatever it is, my phone number. I don't care. Um, our last Peapod, we started our intro call on Monday. We had some last minute applicants roll in. So if that's something people are interested in, I would say send it to me yesterday or email me yesterday. I'll get you over applications and stuff. Mm -hmm. um, but like I said, we're very picky about it. Who joins? Mm -hmm. uh, but yeah, it's just a super open to it. That's awesome. So yeah. what, what do they reach out? Your... Um, I have my Instagram, uh, Meniscalgy, which is uh, M-E-N-E-S-C-A-L-G. Um, okay. Or just see me on Facebook, Gabriel Meniscal. You'll find me. I'm, I'm one of two on there. Um, and I have a distinguished look, so you should be able to look <laughs> distinguish between the two. Um, That's awesome, man. Yeah, cool, man. Yeah. We need to have you back on, man. Definitely. I, I want to see your continue to see your progression. Yeah, yeah, I didn't know sure. you were like hitting it as hard as you're hitting it. That's freaking amazing, dude. Yeah, I've been trying. <laughs> That's been awesome. hitting the ground and uh, trying to see it through. Congratulations, yeah, man. It's awesome. All right, everybody. Yeah. You've been on with Gabe Hayden and Dom, and uh, like we said, every Tuesday at six thirty p.m. Eastern time. You can catch us live on Facebook if you search Cash Geeks Network and go join our group. You can see us live every Tuesday and watch our past videos. You can also go to youtube.com forward slash Cash Geeks and you can watch us live every Tuesday and see all of our past videos. We've got a lot of great interviews and great content. So once again, we appreciate you all. Um, guys, I'm Dom and this is the Cash Geeks Network. And I'm